Welcome to the family with Peckmaster Ralph Bashman MD. Alex Bernard Rasmussen. Andy Bernard. And Melissa Bernard. And we'll be right back in just a couple of minutes. Kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer is rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Anyway, you want it. All right, I have a bunch of questions for everybody today. On the show, because I see all these headlines that I don't understand, and I see more news uh, services lying their asses off. Yeah, they'll do that. And I wonder how they get by with that. How do they get away with that legally? I don't. You're lying your ass off. New York Times versus Sullivan. I know it's true. It's unbelievable. But we'll we'll start. We'll get back to that. Uh, the first headline: Trump tweet set off mad scramble among aides. Uh, the retweet of a white power video caused a ruckus. He had left for the golf course, and apparently he had. He said he had no idea that the man was screaming "White Power" in the video. Hey. Well, so, apparently some guy just drove by and said "White Power" to get everyone angry, and then oh. he drove away on his golf cart or something. Oh, is that what it he wasn't did? like a guy yelling "White Power." It but why just, would he retweet that? Because he watched the first ten seconds and he retweeted it. Oh, so that's what it is. Like most watch. people. Yeah, you don't want to do. You don't want to do that if you're president. No. Though. I, so we get a choice between him not knowing what to do there and Joe Biden not knowing what to do everywhere. So that's the choice we got. Is that right? <laughs> people well, not yes. knowing. <laughs> Just people not knowing anything. It, uh, uh, this is what we got, huh? Okay. So, we, so, right. so this is what we got. We got two old guys mm-hmm. that really don't know. That don't know anything. We can't no. come up with, like, one person who might know something. Well, it's I know. I just don't really understand why the hell you wouldn't have someone before you tweet. Donald, get the hell off of Twitter first yeah, of all. Take his phone yes. away. Seriously, yeah, just take, take it his away. phone away for Christ. Would you stay off of Twitter? The pres- I have a feeling in the near future they're going to have a law that says the president can't be like on social media. I love it. Great idea. Because it does. It's 
It's a security risk, for one, because you never know what they're going to tweet. Or if someone gets access to their account, you know, he doesn't grab his phone after lunch or something and someone grabs it, you know. And then it just doesn't make any sense to have this expectation of 24-hour access directly to the president, which is what people think it is. Right, exactly. Well, historically, usually they have someone doing it for them. Exactly. You don't send letters to the president, (laughs) like, like, and he opens them himself. Right. Normally, there's someone in charge of all of that. Well, there's a White House. For him, it's not. Yeah, it's just his There's a White House Twitter account. Right. But he just bypasses that and does, he does his own, yeah. Yeah. which exactly. he shouldn't be allowed to do. Right. I agree. He should not be allowed to do that. Well, but like Barack Obama had his own Twitter, but he had people approve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, he, so he had editors? <laughs> he had editors, Trump exactly. does not want editors. He wants Trump to say what he ed- wants to say. But he yeah. needs an editor. He really does because he you does. don't pay attention all the time. Um, another one I don't understand here. Supreme Court gives way gives victory to conservatives on schools. I have a question for you. So why is this only conservatives that, uh, that is given a victory? Isn't paying for education uh, what we want to do with our tax money? Well, is that what actually is even happening? Uh, the headline yes. tells us nothing. Upholds Montana program that aids religious schools. They wanted to cut all aids to uh, aid to religious schools. Uh. Um, we've always. As far as I know, I know, we've always given tax money to all schools, whether they be Catholic schools, Christian schools, Jewish schools, Muslim schools, whatever. We've always given money to those schools, have we not? Yeah, yeah. because that's what you should do. Education is important. That's right. what you should do. And you're not supporting one particular state mm-hmm. religion. You're just trying to help all schools do well. And if there's an atheist school, let's go. Let's <clears throat> I guess that's yeah. public, is that public school. Public schools, the atheist <laughs> yeah, school, basically. Yes, exactly. I just think it's funny that people are upset that we're giving how much money to religious schools, and then about a hundred thousand times that to Ivy League schools that already have billions of dollars in their I coffers. Know. Could but agree more. Still giving them that money, and no one's upset about that. Uh, one of them named after a slave trader, Yale. Well, it's amazing, isn't it? Um, but here's what I, here, here's the big impact. Are you ready for this huge impact of putting a national? This is from a national news service now. Mm-hmm. This is the this is the huge impact it's going to have on your pocketbook. I'm just telling you, you're not going to like it. These damn conservatives. First of all, why would you say a victory for conservatives? It's a victory for children, That's not right. conservatives. Well, people want them to go to public school because it's easier to control. Because you can't learn anything. I went to Catholic school until I was in eighth grade. I went to ninth grade at public school and high school public school. Uh, they were basically teaching what I already learned in third grade. So there are your public schools right there. I literally could, didn't even have to pay attention after eighth grade because we had already covered all that from fifth through eighth grade. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous. And, back, by the way, when I was in high school, they had this edict that's no longer around, I hope anyway, that you had to wait for everyone to catch up before you could move on to your next lesson. Yep. Yep. That's oh, the. Yeah. <laughs> so education is the just the biggest shoe to fit everybody. Yeah. Exactly. So and that's and that's that's the that's one of the huge flaws with bricks and mortar school because everybody's together and everybody has to be at the same pace. Uh, distance school or distance learning. You go at your own pace, and if you can get done in six weeks, what everybody's going else is going to take six months. You're done. Right. Know, but then you have no social awareness of anything. Yeah, children learn their best behavior from adults, not from right. other children. But yeah, let's keep that, right. we it's won't socialize well, but, there's not, but there's not like 
Boy, well, they, what, parallel what, what, play and playing with your peers. They can and parallel play with the adults. Stuff. Adults can be your peers. That's well, you can always go to the park or you know go to extracurricular activities. The, yeah. the point about the point about distance learning is that when you are you finish your you finish your school within a few hours in the morning, and then the the rest of right. the day can be with peers enrichment in other ways that the public schools simply do not <clears throat> offer, no. like no. art, like other sports, like dance, like mm-hmm. uh, uh, musical instrument uh, training. El- or I would have education. done so much better in an environment like that when I was a kid. I know, but then mom would have to have like been home with you, and you would have had to just sit in front of your computer and do your work, and then when you were done with it, she'd have to not work, and you know. No, it's oh, like oh yeah so schools are babysitting services basically. no i'm just well, well yeah, they can yeah, be well that's kind of that's in well that's but well, i mean that, like as a parent my interest in homeschooling my kids or having them do distance learning is basically zero because okay. i have i hate school <laughs> i always did yeah, and too. so i except in college is the only time i liked it but no, i passed so like if the Kids were like, oh, I need help, and you need to be my, like, teacher person. I'd be like, mm, yeah. no, I don't want to. Oh, oh, so you, oh, that's interesting. So, well, listen to what you said. You said that you didn't like school. So you're going to put your children in the same system that you didn't no, like. No, I wouldn't put them in the same system. Okay. I don't think well, I'd what put, are the alternatives? I don't you think I'd. spend tons of money. No. No, you don't. No, you don't. For distance learning in some schools, you do not have to spend well, tons of money. Well, but if distance money. learning isn't an option, like for Alex... Then what are your options? Basically, just private school, and that's expensive. No, but that's the Charter same thing. Schools. But that's the same thing. But the same. You really are in, the, in with other children. You know, the, it's a fascinating kind of a thing. There's no perfect education system, whether it's no. distance learning, no, whether it's bricks yeah, and mortar, no. and yeah. you got to pick and choose. You know, the good and the bad out of that, and there's no perfect system. Well, even the uh, oft vaunted uh, East Asian education, because they do they do really well in school. They test extremely well. But uh, did you know that Battle Royale, which is the Asian movie that The Hunger Games was a ripoff of, was actually written by a Japanese guy about the Japanese public school system? Really? That's because that's how it was. was, If you're not at the top of your class, you're a janitor or a sewer worker. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that's true. You might as well just be dead. They tried to do that, as a matter of fact, in the 60s when I was in school. Yep. They tried to say, unless you're in the top of your class, you should just go yeah. to, like, you know, plumbing school. Or something. Well, so, I mean, well, would you rather like... have our system or a system where your kid has a, you know, Nothing 5% chance of being a billionaire and a 95% chance of basically being an outcast, you know? I know. Well, and it's hard to because, like, oh, no, I lost my train of thought. <clears throat> what a shock. Well, you know, the thing about, the thing about Japan, all work is honorable. So mm-hmm. the, a little mm-hmm. culturally, it's a little bit different. Unless it but has to do with France death. has the same system. You know, you get to a certain point in your in your in your education, you take the <clears> test. <throat> However, you do on the test to determine whether you're going to be, you know, being a bricklayer or you're going to be a doctor, a, a finance person. You know, you just sort of you're split up into the, all the different trades and things like that. There definitely is less of a uh, I'm the protagonist of reality kind of. Uh, mindset over there whereas we're like here if you're not rich and famous then you basically failed Be, like even if you're contributing to society it doesn't really matter what matters is how you are doing not how you're helping your country no it matters how much money you're making exactly right. has nothing to do with what you're putting back it's no. you know you are valued Absolutely by how much nothing. money you are making yep Whereas in a lot of societies, if you're contributing to society, helping, you know, helping the cause, helping the country, then you're doing fine. And a lo- in a lot of places, 
like that celebrities are seen as, you know, wastes of time because... They are. <laughs> they exactly are. Why. Yeah, I mean, what's a, someone making $100 million to make a movie actually doing for their society? Right. Not a right. whole lot. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. Be right back. Next segment, right after this. Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, this is a tough time for businesses, not only in the Twin Cities, but all over right now. Can you tell me a little bit about what North American Banking Company is doing for your customers? Tommy, at the bank, we're helping businesses with all of our tools at our disposal. Lenders are working as long as it takes with our customers to help them through these tough times. We've processed well over 300 loans for customers and funded over $70 million through the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program. Through our payment deferment program, our current customers were able to skip one, two, or even four payments with no penalty. Finally, being a locally owned and operated bank, we're able to move quickly and take action for our customers when they need us most. Why not bank with my banker? God, I can't tell you how great <laughs> it is working with Billski. Did you record that, Andy? Could you send that to me? <laughs> North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Now we're talking, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Our very special guest got a new hot, uh, new podcast called Hot Mess. Alec Mappa, how you doing, Alec? I'm good, Tom. How are you? Never better. Now I have to ask you a question right up front. I, I have to ask. Did you think this through before you did it? Okay, you ready? Yeah. Is it a good idea for an actor and a comedian to do a podcast with a psychotherapist and not end up in the nuthouse? What do you think? <laughs> what makes you think I'm already not in the nuthouse? Well, that's true. It's Tom, a good I, could, there. I, could be, I could be calling you from a padded room right now. <laughs> yeah, you in could fact, be. my electroshock therapy is going to happen in about five minutes, so we got to wrap this up. Okay. So, um... I think that I think we're as only as shameful as our secrets. I think that right now everybody's under a lot of pressure. Everybody's finding a lot of ways to cope, and um, and I find that things are always better when you talk about it. You know, it's like when you talk about things out loud that are bugging you. It's almost, you know, you you think that it's a bigger deal than it is, and then you talk to a close friend or you talk to a therapist, and they're like, "That's it." That's the thing you were obsessing over? Right. Really? It's not that big a deal. Or sometimes it is. And I'm saying that, you know, it's it's a comedy podcast that's disguised as a wellness podcast, really. But it's because a combo. I've been through, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a combo platter, if yep. you will. Yep. It's, uh, you get to talk about shame, anxiety, and depression, and, and, and um, have some laughs at the same time, which I think is a, a killer combo. But, um, 
you know, truthfully, I think that we're all going through. This has been the weirdest uh, weird ever oh, for everybody. God, yeah. This has been the weirdest four years ever for everybody. And um, this kind of show, this kind of podcast is just going to provide a lot of relief and relief. And uh, I'm here to lighten the mood and I'm here to help. It is a wonderful thing. We're talking to Alec Mappa uh, and psychotherapist Matthew Dempsey on the Hot Mess podcast with Alec. Alec, I will tell you, what I need to do is every morning I get up. I don't read pre-read stories because on my morning show that I do, I don't want to know what, you know, I don't want to pre-read things and then go back. I want to have, you know, natural, real reaction. spontaneous conversation. Right, spontaneous conversation. But is it possible, could I call you and Matthew every every day just when I read the headlines? Can I call you for some psychotherapy? (laughs) Jesus. Oh, my God. Boy, I allow myself. This is this is this is my dosage of news. I allow myself one hour of news a day. Yep. Followed followed by a really stiff cocktail, <laughs> and then um, yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's really it's really easy to get overloaded in the news, and also the narration of the news. It's you know we're forgetting that news right now is also show business. I mean, yeah. know, regardless of whether or not they're delivering real news or legitimate news or whatever it is. It's show business. So they've got to give you, their, it, it's a nonstop, a trauma-based drama, right? Yep. And I think that we forget that there are people out there who are helping. There are people out there who are homeschooling their kids. There are communities out there, people who are taking care of each other, you know, and, um, and, and I think that's what I think that's what we forget to focus on during the beginning of the COVID crisis. You know, I'm an actor. Everything was shut down in Hollywood. I couldn't work, and so I had to put myself to work. I gave myself a little uh, Instagram live talk show that I broadcasted every Friday for about six weeks, and I provided um, meals for frontline nurses on the East Coast who were slammed. Mm-hmm. That's and uh, yeah, so I was able to. Feed, you know, because the frontline nurses, the frontline workers right now in the COVID-19 units, they're not allowed to bring in their own food because uh, having a lunchbox or something from the outside risks further contamination. So, um, you know, uh, if there's no food and they're exhausted on the, during a 14-hour shift, they have to eat hospital food. And you know how delicious that is. So I teamed up with some nurses in New York uh, during when I was fundraising, and we were able to feed 100 uh, uh, nurses each weekend, uh, entire ICU units, and, um, and it was, the food was delivered right to them free of charge. And they were so relieved because it was like, oh, food. You know? And also, I'm Filipino, so everybody, all of my relatives are a nurse, so it's a very personal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, Alec. If, if you're if you're been to the hospital, you've been taking care of somebody who looks like me. Let's let's be real. True, very yeah. good point. <laughs> very good point. I'm looking at all these things. You you're involved in so many great things. You can currently see Alec in his recurring role as Animal Vegetable Mineral Man on the hit series Doom Patrol, now That's streaming right. on DC Universe. And we are in the top nine of streaming um, uh, shows right now. Wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderful stuff. And you star opposite one of my favorite people in the world in Granddaddy Daycare, Danny Trejo. Oh, my God. I love him. Talk about an enlightened master. I mean, he is universally loved. Mm -hmm. He walks onto a set. Everybody's worked with him. Everybody knows him. And he is, I think, the template of 
giving back. He grew up tough and rough. He mm-hmm. went straight to prison. He had a drug problem. He said, if I'm ever going to get out of here, I'm gonna, if I get clean, I'm going to help people. He got an acting career, and he gives back to the community. He goes back into the communities in which he grew up, and he helps at-risk youth. And he said, those kids are out there getting all messed up because nobody's taking care of them. Nobody's looking right. at them and go, oh, you have ADHD. Oh, you have a learning disability. Oh, baby, you have dyslexia. That's why you're acting out. Mm-hmm. So he gathers up all these kids, and he finds out how they learn, and he's, he's doing great, great things. Danny Trejo is a, a hero of mine. And it's a, it's a really funny movie. And I, I play a bad guy, which is always the most fun to do. And when you're playing a bad guy opposite Danny Trejo, I mean, that's, that's fun, too. I go, to he- I go head-to-head with Machete. Nothing, Machete. I love it. Mach- machete. Machete. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about now, so what time is your podcast uh, first uh, uploaded? And uh, so how many days it, a week? It, what time? Uploaded now, it's going to be once a week, um, uh, and it's on Apple, it's on Spotify, it's wherever fine podcasts are streamed. Uh, right now, I found it on Apple this morning, and our first guest is Kristen Johnston. You may remember her from, uh, she played Sally on a Third Rock from the Sun. Mm-hmm. Yep. With a couple of Emmys for that. She's currently on Mom. Uh, with Allison Janney on CBS, and uh, she talks about her addiction. We talk about uh, in a really funny way. <laughs> Nothing's funnier than alcoholism, Alex. Yeah, well, listen, listen. Substance abuse. That's, that's the stuff of yeah, big laughs. Yeah, um, no, uh, Kristen is one of those people, like, she's been through it all, so she's like, I'm an open book. Ask me anything. She was addicted to codeine pills, and she, um, she was taking so many pills while she was doing a play in London, her stomach lining burst. No. She died. Oh. Near death experience. And she's like, I had to nearly die in order to go to rehab. That's how bad my addiction was. And um, But now she helps other people. She helps other people feel less ashamed. She still helps other people uh, talk more openly about... And, and addiction really, the way she describes it is like, um, it's trying to feel other than you really are feeling right now, trying to get away from it. And she said, I had so many, I had so much internal pain. I grew up with such low self-esteem. I didn't want to feel the way I was. And those were the feelings that I had to heal and examine in order to stop taking those pills. Alec, I have so, to ask you. Yeah. Uh, mom and dad still with us? Your mom and dad? My mother died young. Oh, uh, I outlived my mother uh, just a year ago. She died when she was 53. Oh. My father is um, uh, uh, 89. He still has his uh, marbles. And he drives. So watch out. So Asian driver, no survivor. <laughs> no, I just saw I just saw what Variety said about you. And I remember my mother read the same thing like 20. My mother's no longer with us either. But... She read the same thing like 25 years ago, and she she reads this thing in the newspaper, and she goes, why are they calling you a freak? (laughs) (laughs) Which I see, Alec Mappa is a freak. No one should be this. See, if you leave off the no one should be this talented, it means something totally different. I know. Listen, I take it as a compliment. I'm a child of the 70s. I let my freak freak flag fly. Ooh, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, it's good to be uh, eccentric. I mean, he used all the colors in the in the crayon box, and and the thing is, like, we're 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 diverse people, and we have as diverse as we are, we have more in common than we think. 
I think that the yep. I'm hopefully that's the understanding that uh, we're all going to arrive at real soon is that we all love our family, we all love we all love our kids, we all want a, a good life, you know, and um, and, uh, and and fried chicken. That's what I'm fried chicken. That works for me. Okay, I'll yeah, now, yeah. I'll close with this. Back in the day. Why didn't you guys, when he was in Subic Bay, why didn't you guys just keep Jesse Ventura so we didn't have to worry about him? <laughs> Come on. You're relatives. It's their fault. You know what? Listen, I, I think that Jesse Ventura wore out the Filipinos. They're little <laughs> And Jesse Ventura is about eight feet tall. I think he stomped on a couple of villages. And uh, when his serving time was up, they were like, there's the door, pal. You go, to, go back to Minneapolis. Absolutely and, um, love it. I want to send out a lot of love to Minneapolis. It's one of my favorite places. I have a lot of friends and family there. It is a, it is a great, great town. And uh, in the time that I've spent there, I, I know that uh, everybody who's lived in Minneapolis is so proud of the city. Yeah. So proud to show me their favorite places and their favorite food. And I, I always have a good time there. Well, next time we have a riot, we'll fly in. Yeah, there you go. Nothing like a Midwest riot. We can have peace fries afterwards. <laughs> Love it. Alec Mappa, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's called Hot Mess. It is available right now. Uh, all the favorite places you get your podcast. Alec, come back again. I love talking to you. Thank you. Hello? Oh, did they cut you off? Can you hear me? Oh, they must, have, they must have cut him at the other end, Dan. I think so. Yeah, so that's cool. Oh, well. So that's cool. Well, I just wanted to say goodbye to him. I don't know why they had to do that. Yeah, the very Art last gets second. weird that way. He gets very odd that way. Art didn't connect a call. But oh, he didn't? I no. wonder why it dropped off. I don't know. But we do have to go. So. No, we do. No, absolutely. Alec Mappa, ladies and gentlemen. M-A-P-A is how you say his name. And uh, we will be back in just a couple of minutes with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin, is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, Carl Reiner has died at 98 years old. Carl Reiner, huh? Comedy legend Carl Reiner dies at 98 years old. This guy did more for, I mean, obviously for television with the Dick Van Dyke show and several other shows and some very good movies. He and Mel Brooks together were just unbelievable. 2,000-year-old man? 2,000-year-old man was a great bit, but I was very saddened to hear that Carl Reiner, I mean, lived to be a 
pretty glorious uh, 98 years pretty old. Pretty close to 2,000 himself. Pretty close to 2,000 <laughs> himself, <laughs> exactly. He, he was he was really close to Mel Brooks. I think yeah, they had close, dinner yep. every week, or yep. they, they were very close, uh, close personal friends. And, geez, I hope this... Uh, doesn't bode poorly for uh, for, old Mel. Uh, for Mel, Mel Brooks. Yeah, he is ninety four. Yeah, that's true. And uh, at that age, taking a hit like that isn't uh, easy. Oof. Yeah, I would know. Yeah, losing your best friend at ninety four years of God. old. When did they meet? Oh, probably seventy years ago. And I think Let's they're both see. widowers. I mean, just uh, I think oh, so, oh yeah. man, that is. So Mel's on his own now. Uh, he met Mel in 1950. So yeah, 70 friend of 70 years. 70 years, yeah. And uh, yeah. Before I was even born, what the before you yeah. and I were even born. Yeah. Man, that is crazy. God, very very funny. And there's so many other great people involved with that kind of humor since the two of them. Look, Mel Brooks Blazing Saddles and I'm sure they'll burn every copy of it if they get a chance, but when Mel Brooks and Richard Pryor went together, came together and, and wrote a movie, Mel did the first treat, <laughs> treatment, and then Richard Pryor did a treatment and rewrote part of it. Uh, it's hilarious. It's incredibly offensive. What the? But it's that's why it's so funny because it's so over the top. It's uh, so over the top, and it makes you, you know, look inside and see how bad racism is yeah, while you're laughing right. and it leaves an important impression that's why that is absolutely key that's why comedians should be able to say whatever they want because that allows you to really understand and be less uh less cl- or less closed to other people's ideas and cultures and things like that i love it there's no question about it was it in that movie? Camp is it Camp Town Races? Camp Town Ladies? What is it? Races. Is Camp Town Races? Yeah, yep. I think. Camp Town Races. Sing, sing this song. song. Do-da. Do-da. But Camp Do-da. Town Races sing, sing the song, the song doesn't, make doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't know. But that's the world we live in. But when white people are trying to dance, white old white cowboys are trying to dance to that song, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's very very funny. It's very. And everybody gets a shot. That's weird. You know what the original title of Camptown Races was? What? The Celebrated Ethiopian Song. <laughs> the Celebrated Ethiopian Song. Yes. Ooh. I knew that. Whatever. He lied. It, oh, it is Camptown Ladies. It is Camptown Ladies. And then yeah. Camptown Racetrack, Five Miles Long. Five miles oh, long, yeah. Racetrack, Five Miles Long. I was. Song. There you go. Yes, that makes sense. Camptown Races, Five Miles Long. Oh, the I'm just going along at the end. Don't worry about it. Um, so in any case, I'm looking down at the headlines again. And and at one California prison, a devastating COVID outbreak. Now scientists are warning about a scary new flu virus that might be oh coming our way. Completely you know? different. Uh, we got uh, heat grows on White House over alleged Russian bounties, which is complete and utter bullshit. Because there's no heat growing on anybody because there's no proof he even knew about it. They were told he didn't know about it. And I have another question for you. I assume when Russia gives money and missiles to the Afghanis that they were already given paying bounty on killing Americans. Wouldn't that be the same thing? Yeah, that's basically. If you're at war with them, you're at war with them. Yeah. I guess you would refer to that as bounty in kind. Bounty in kind. <laughs> there you go. Well, so, and it's oh, that's so it's so interesting. Is that Russia 
invaded Afghanistan to try to control it. Right now, we we're 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 the idiots there, and now they're and we were putting sending arms. So now the Russians are sending arms since we're there. I know. Uh, what, what? Turn, what about, turn about fair play. And whose idea was that? Sending arms. It's just unbelievable. Who was it? That, whose idea was it to send arms during like the Russians every, were there? Every president over the past thirty years, you mean like that? I mean seriously. For this to even be a story makes me want to vomit because it, it they're at war. They're supply they're at war. They're supplying munitions and money to kill Americans. Now you're saying there's a bounty on Americans? Yeah, there always has been. Yep. There's no difference here. And I'm not defending Trump at all. I'm not defending him. I'm just telling you the truth. Kind of like when I tell you that those two people in St. Louis are being accused of being racist, pulling guns on peaceful protesters. Did you see that story? Yeah. Did you see what really happened? Yeah. They kicked down a $100,000 ancient iron gate to get on their private property to threaten to kill their dog first yep. and then them. But you'll never see that in most of the you'll newspapers. You'll never hear about that. They, you will never hear, because it says that those people pulled guns on peaceful protesters, which is 100% bullshit. Yeah, because peaceful protesters don't go on private land. No, they don't. They don't kick down this beautiful, ornate gate. It's just gorgeous. Destroyed it completely. I'm sure they did. So I have a question. Why is it that you cannot, if you said we pulled, we pulled guns on peaceful people, why can't I sue you for writing that? Because the Supreme Court says that the press is God. But it's ruining our lives now. Can we turn the other way on this one? Can we backtrack a little? <laughs> you back it off here a little bit? Jesus. Hold, it's just Hold people uh, responsible for what they say in social media and in the press? I, I just, I really, uh, here you go. Well, here's the story right here. couple who drew guns on protesters. They did not draw guns on protesters. The protesters threatened to kill their dog, then threatened to kill them after destroying their property and trespassing and constantly threatening them. And you can hear him do it on the video because there's a video of it. But apparently nobody cares. And it says a white couple who stood outside their St. Louis mansion. I would say this to the press, and I'm very serious about this. I said it on the morning show, and I'll say it again. You people need to get off your knees and stop kissing everyone's ass to try to make yourself look better so you can sell some ad time on your dog shit TV show or Internet outfit or whatever. Seriously, get off your knees, you cowards. Gee, isn't that just disgusting? It is. And no one wants to, no one wants to, no one wants to tell the truth. They just, or, or at no, least, no one wants to just give the facts. Right. No one, no, they want to color it in, oh, I'm sorry, poor choice of words. I'm sorry, they'll never happen again. They want to change it so it's the, it, it's for them and for their, for their uh, agenda, you know, and their, uh, uh, what is that, glory seeking and you know, all that stuff. They just want it for that. It is just terrible. It is just terrible. Thank God no one was hurt. Thank God no one was hurt. I agree. Nobody got shot by an AK-47. Boom, boom. Um, there was a story this morning, and I don't know, I looked for it, but I can't find it again, but it is hilarious. Apparently this young high school girl is going to try to make her impact and show how young people are going to help out too and blah, blah, blah. So she said she did this thing and went somewhere and she was treated horribly and she just didn't care for the way she was treated and you were mean to me. And I know it's because, and she wrote, I was the only colored person there. 
you just tipped your hand that you're white. Mm. That's all you did. <laughs> she tried to pretend she was a person of color, and mm. she put colored person. <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> two, two, words to descri- two words to describe her. Two words. Racist. I mean, well, well, that's, you know, that's the thing you, you know. I just love the fact that she tries to, oh, yes, I'm going to pretend to be black. Oh, are you? Yeah, good for you. You're the only colored guy there, colored girl there, apparently, according to your, uh, what you wrote. But in any case, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we just keep looking through the, through the news stories and we keep on. Okay, now, for the younger people in the room, do you think you'll ever get past this in your generation where these people are, are just literally kissing ass at an unbelievable level? Do you think we will finally accept one another and treat everyone the same? Is that ever going to happen? No. Nope. No. No. Why not? Because there's always going to be, like, hillbillies, and there's always going to be, like... Don't talk about the press. Mm, no, cause, but I'm saying, as long as there's... <clears throat> Jed as long Clampett? As there's, yeah, Jed Clampett and then the, like, Antifa people, there's always going to be polar opposites on either end, so there's always going to be discord. Why can't you just treat somebody, no matter sex, orientation, <laughs> skin color, faith, whatever it is, unless you're condemning me because of your faith, which if you condemn me, I don't give a rat's ass anyway. Who cares? My God <laughs> says that you're doomed. Oh, really? Okay, good. Thanks for letting me know. Thanks for letting me know because my God didn't hasn't talked to me in a while, so oh. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, and by the way, we believe in the <laughs> same God. Exactly. There's only one God. Calm down. Maybe I live on a different street than your God, but who knows? Whatever. Calm down. For Why do you think it is that everybody's so whipped up right now? The press? Because of COVID and race riots. But you should do the exact opposite. They're not helping. They're making it worse. But the press is saying... Whitey's going to get you unless you get him first. So, of <laughs> course, that's what they're doing. Whitey's that's what get the press is saying. They're not outright like saying it, but they're, well, their when you tell, agenda is coming yeah. through very clearly. I mean, when you say, hey, minorities, white supremacy is a, like, you know, that's killing you at alarming rates. You better do something about it. You know, what do you think they're yeah, going to do? Yeah, what do you right? think they're going to do exactly? All right, we'll close this hour with this. Boris Johnson says, and I quote, Brits are fatter than most everyone but the Maltese. (laughs) The Maltese? What? He he singles out the Maltese. Oh, okay. Again, Boris Johnson, Brits are fatter than most everyone but the Maltese. I mean, he's not wrong. (laughs) But the Maltese. Poor Maltese people. He's, it's true, though. <laughs> okay, we'll be oh, back man. second hour. Some great stuff coming up with the family.